Hello world. Welcome to the Daring World podcast. With your host Frank Mondoze. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Daring World podcast. Today I have with me Kamala Devi, a dear being in my life who has inspired me and is an awesome creator. Um, they define themselves as a pansexual, gender queer, tantric mentor, speaker, and author of seven books. They are also the a lead facilitator for the International School of Temple Arts, and here today we will speak about creativity. And uh, Kamala Devi, as I mentioned, is an author. And I'm curious, Kamala Devi, welcome to the show. I'm really curious about where do you find the inspiration to. Uh, write and and come up with everything you come up with in in all your books and beyond. Also, being an artist. Mm, thank you, Frank. It's so good to be here. And I like you. <laughs> feel you know that prioritizing sexuality as part of like the life force. One of the kind of core values is is that sex, sexual energy, is life force energy, um, and that that is very connected to the inspiration. You know, so when you, when, when people ask like, where do you find the, you know, the time or the energy, it's like, you know, I follow the pleasure. I follow the sensuality and that inspires the senses, um, which is a really big general answer. But I did want to start off by saying sex and creativity are so connected. I, I so agree. And like uh, in the past, in my past life, I was this uh, producer and director of these events. And I found that sometimes my greatest ideas came in the midst of lovemaking. And somehow it's like a seed. A seed is dropped with a small image. And from that small image, I unpack it to, um, you know, find the whole storyline. What would you call that? Do you call that revelation, channeling? Tell me what your perspective is. Yeah, it's a great, um, you know, I, because it really is beyond words. But but when we, I'm I'm taken back. I'll tell you when you brought up your productions. I'm taken back to the um, one of the events that you threw where there were fire spinners and it was creative lighting and there was like velvet couches where I think if I recall, you were doing a flogging scene with, <laughs> with another tantrika and it's like, yeah, this is the essence. We're in a temple and there's play and what happens through the creativity or through the, the sexuality is that there's just, there's just creative impulse. So um, sexual energy has this this evolutionary impulse in it to create more. And that, you know, at the procre procreation level is create babies, create more, but, but beyond procreation, it's like, it goes into creativity. And those, those seeds that you talk about are just like the, like the seeds, you know, that, that get nourished to make babies. Um, but we have to nurture, you know, the ideas, whether that's a 
hey, I'm going to do a fire spinning show, or I'm going to write a novel, or, you know, it depends on what the medium is to how much water and how much time and how much, you know, soil and nourishment it needs. Um, so I do, I do like that metaphor and of, of seeding, you know, and then gardening, kind of gardening our various creative right. uh, projects. Um, but but it, it is hard because if we call it channeling, if we call it, you know, we put words on it, it kind of limits. Um, I like to think of it as going into dream time and then lucid dreaming, you know, so you're kind of controlling the dream and then waking up in the dream, especially like when a book is actually launched and you're at a book release party and you're like, ah, I'm awake in the dream now. This book was just a seed before that, that I thought about when I masturbated, right. <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> now look, <laughs> millions of people are reading it. <laughs> yeah, and, and so when I think of you, like you are a creator and you've created many things. You've been a, a performance artist, if, if I'm not mistaken, in the past, you've done performance art. And now you're a lead facilitator for ISTA, uh, really nurturing and uh, midwifing uh, individuals into their um, greater expansion. And somewhere in between that, you, you, have, you rest in this authorship. I, you know, having followed your journey a bit, I've seen you really become passionate about being an author, so much so that you're, you've also created a program to support individuals on how to get a book out. It's actually, you take them through a whole process within a certain time frame and really coach them through that. Tell me a bit about what it, what it means to be an author for you or where you get these ideas or what's really alive or passionate uh, for you in this realm of authorship. Thank you. Yeah, I, I'm choosing authorship right now as the, the, the medium, right? But, you know, creativity, it really is this, um, this branching and it has different like branches. It can go into different directions because um, I, I want to say this because you might be listening and not an author, but maybe writing a blog would be a great expression of your idea. Or maybe it's, you know, uh, designing clothes or jewelry or, you know what I'm saying? Like the, yeah. the finding the right medium for what the idea is, um, is less relevant than are you connected to the, um, are you opening yourself to be used by this creative idea and then willing to surrender to where it takes you? <laughs> and I'm choosing books um, at a time in which bookstores are closed, at a time in which like, you know, like everything's going online and, and People talk about, you know, now it, who, who goes to a bookstore besides Amazon? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a strange, it's a strange medium to be choosing, especially when it takes something between two and seven years to create a book, you know? <laughs> um, but at the same time, I don't, I don't even feel that I've chosen that, that it's like I surrender to the idea and the idea expresses itself and it chooses to be a book. And I, 
I can say no to that idea if it doesn't fit my lifestyle, but I'm, I'm choosing to surrender to it. Um, so it is a co-creation with unseen forces, which is, you know, this impulse that we talked about coming from dream time. And I like to point in the direction of the, the magical, the mystical aspects of it, even though any art takes craft and discipline and structure and yes, it's the ultimate marriage of knowing the, uh, the how to, and then being in the mystery of, I don't know how this fucking thing's gonna get created. Yeah, and you know, one way I could um, you know frame that is the masculine, the feminine, the masculine being the the discipline, the form, the practice, the the uh, the learning how, and then the feminine being this allowing this magical thing to come through. And you refer to it as like surrendering to that impulse or that mystery. Can you give any, can you give your advice on how to give into the service of that uh, impulse that wants to create? Because a lot of people have the ideas, I want to do this or I want to do that. But when it comes down to the nitty gritty, either they don't have the form, the discipline, or they don't really allow themselves to dive into the dream or what I'm calling that feminine create, uh, creativity. Any advice in terms of budding creators out there? It's about, at its essence, I want to say practice and discipline, but it's not. It's about prioritization, mm. like creating a space in your life where creativity is one of the big rocks. Like it matters to you, you schedule it first, you, you make like creativity, you make creativity important in a way that you're willing to say no to this or that so that you have space and time for creativity in your life. And then saying, I don't know where this creativity is gonna take me, but it's prioritized. So I'm gonna show up and maybe that's showing up for more of the dreaming and visioning you know, and the outrageous flow, but maybe that's showing up for the, okay, I've got to learn the craft and, and take the master class and, you know, and do the, you know, sharpen my saw. Um, but the prioritization comes before both, you know, <laughs> before you can have, um, you know, structure or flow, you need to make sure you have time and space and bandwidth to actually give yourself to this project. And you speak into like creativity and I want the create, I think this piece of creativity is also a choice. It is this piece of recognizing that as uh, human beings incarnated in this time and place that we come in the image of God, however you want to describe that as a creative force. But uh, society and the way things are moving into the world, we often like get out of creativity to be in the function and the doing and the survival actually of what it is to be in, in this time and place. But creativity is accessible to all of us and has to be a, a, a choice that we uh, decide to explore deeper and choose to be in the reflection of the Godhead and creator. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I just love that. that. I love that you brought it to big picture because creativity is a devotional act of I am giving myself to the creator so that the creator can work through me. It is a devotional act. And I look at the world when I look big picture and I say, this is all a stage. And even if I'm in the grind of survival mode, as you pointed out that some people kind of sleepwalk through life going, this is what life's about. I'm playing a role on that stage. I'm playing this like, okay, now I'm uh, in playing. It's almost like I'm, but I've forgotten that I'm the writer director of that role because <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm just playing that. I need to make my paycheck kind of, <laughs> that's the role I've been given. Um, and, and we kind of wake up to it and say, well, wait, all the world's a stage uh, and I can play all these different roles. Why don't I have fun rewriting my story, rewriting my, you know, and, and, and taking control of my life and putting some time and space to do this devotional act um, you know, it, yeah, I, what I like about that as well, going, going on the, the track of this bigger picture is yeah, yeah, we're talking about creation of uh, a product or a book or whatnot, but even coming down to the source that we are the creators of our own life. So that if we don't come into that acknowledgement, then we are actually um, unconscious to the creation and, and just allowing um, culture or society or politics to, or economics define what we are. But the quantum realms say that, you know, it's a matter of uh, mind state. It's a matter of uh, changing our thoughts. Our thoughts actually uh, create our, our reality. So I think this conversation beyond, um, you know, creating something, what I think we're pointing to is the acknowledgement that we are the creator of our own realities. And if we uh, stop and uh, welcome that in, it is at that point we, that we have the potential to start waving our wand and creating our magic. And when we're out of this uh, acknowledgement, it, it, we give, uh, we, you know, surrender or we give ourselves up to whatever flow that uh, wants to take our attention, which to me is ultimately sad. Well, we are still, you know, life is still a play and then we're playing somebody else's role. It's not ours. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, now we're being used. I'm still creating. All my creative energy is now going towards this for someone else. And not that we need to do it all for ourselves. The idea is to, okay, let's bring it back to why are we writing books? Why are we singing songs and painting canvases and dancing you know, are, are spinning our fires at, at sex parties, you know, like, why are we doing that? We're doing that to recreate culture. What an artist does is they rewrite the narrative and all art, if it's, you know, worth anything is telling a story of this is the world I want to live in. Or, or sometimes there's cautionary, you know, art that says, be careful. <laughs> yeah. This is the world you don't want to live in. But uh, there's a lot of dystopic <laughs> kind of, um, you know, post-apocalyptic work in the world right now. <laughs> 
but, but I genuinely feel that part of the devotional act is as creators, we're recreating reality. Um, and it's, and it's not like as lofty as that sounds, we don't have to set out to be like, I need to do, you know, I'm an artist and I need to change culture and have something original to say. We just need to say, let me play and follow pleasure and see where it takes me. Cause you know, doesn't the world we want to live in want to feel good? <laughs> so right. sometimes like the simplest, most pleasurable thing can be rewriting, you know, the, puritanical old paradigm and uh, yeah absolutely through choice and actually that is what you know art is a reflection of beauty uh, this this journey into being an artist uh, what from whatever uh, discipline that is the beauty of life and so definitely uh, explore and play with these ideas to uh, bring your beauty into the world. Um, so speaking of beauty, you have a few masterpieces and, and beauty. I wanna I want give you an opportunity to speak about a couple of your books or two, three of your books and what the themes are and what's alive in them and what inspired you and, and how to find them. Okay. So this is really fun, Frank, because I, you know, I've been on this virtual author tour for my last two books, um, 52 Fridays and Sex Shamans, which just released in 2020, which is by the way, the kiss of death for an artist to be like (laughs) released during a pandemic. Um, and so I've every podcast and whatever I'm trying to tell people, you got to read these books because nobody's, you know, how else are they going to hear about it? But because we're having this fun, playful conversation, I want to talk about my first novel now, 13, 14, 15 years old. <laughs> um, it was called Don't Drink the Punch. And the, the experience I had was um, in the, 2006 tsunami of um, Sumatra. You know, I was actually there in India the day, like while the tsunami was sweeping the beaches, I was flying home. So the, so the wave was coming under my airplane and I had this immense experience um, that when I came home and landed, I just started writing and this book just just poured through me and don't drink the punch is thematically about, um, you know, the dangers of a sex cult (laughs) and, and not to buy into, you know, this, this outer guru that tells you that they know more than what we all know, like our own sexual authority is the ultimate inner guru. And that's the theme of the, of the book. That's the kind of play of what I, what I wanted to share with the world but the journey of just writing this, like channeling uh, this guru and then this, there was a discarnate guru and all these different teachings came through me and I just had such an intoxicating time. I really went into state and I really like produced this book. And um, the irony is here we are, like I said, 15 years later And I find in the depths of the creative coven, when we are, you know, gathering in the mystery school and we're sitting with the empty center, I actually feel 
this timeless guru coming through again and still and still living and breathing and being with me. And so it's fascinating how even when you give it a book, you know, it's like, okay, I gave you a book. It still like comes and says, okay, now you have to give me this and <laughs> let's do that. And, you know, so it's been 15 years that I've been traveling with this guide that is now very much coming through a, a book I'm writing that has, you'll love this, a tattoo artist as the guru. <laughs> and so he has these, these teachings that are super similar to the, to, you know, it's a similar thought stream that's sort of like moving through my, my artwork. And this uh, tattoo artist is doing these sigils on flesh, which is helping them land their souls into form, you know, this embodiment practice. Um, and so it's just so fun to feel uh, not just the characters have their own life, but the energy, the genius behind the characters that continue to travel with us as artists and take different incarnations through different art projects that we do. Amazing. And I think you got your first tattoo just recently, correct? Did, yes. It was this solstice. And, uh, and, and did this have anything to do with the inspiration of this new book? Because I know each time I get a tattoo, I feel that it's a pivot point. I get a tattoo and my life pivots in, in, the, in that direction. So it, it, did this have anything to do with it? It is, it is like a commencement ceremony. There's a certain like, uh, okay, this is a rite of passage. And um, my first book, Don't Drink the Punch, there was a character that got a tattoo of a trident, you know, on her, you know, on her body. And here we are 15 years later. And yes, that's the, the instrument that I've chosen to put on my body as a symbol of, you know, we're going into the Aquarian age and we are, you know, swimming in this oceanic and the, the trident directs us through the waters. You know, it's a really powerful, uh, tool giving new guidance um just you know despite <laughs> all of the the watery terrain beautiful so don't drink the punch and i want you to on the on the theme of fun and playful i want you to speak a bit about 52 fridays this also Ooh. is an exciting project that <laughs> uh, is titillating let's call it titillating oh for sure for sure so i you know i hope uh, um 52, it should be 52 fantasies because they're really these lesbian, kinky, queer, tantric, polyamorous, you know, wild fantasies. And it's really a journey, all 52. It takes you through a relation, a year of a relationship between a theater director and her sort of submissive, you know, actress and, um, and some gender bending play, you know, a lot of dominance and submission. Uh, and so it really is at some level, like as I was writing it, I would have to stop. I couldn't write anymore. I'd have to go self-pleasure because I was so turned on and excited. Mm -hmm. And I'd come back to the book with new material because I just self-pleasured and I had new thoughts. And so the whole book is just really rich. It's dripping, you know, with like dark fantasies and uh, taboos. And it's, it's almost obscene in, in a lot of ways. I love it. I love it. Well, Kamala Devi, thank you for taking uh, this time to uh, speak with me again. 
For those of you listening, you could find out more about Kamala Devi at KamalaDevi.com, correct? Yes. Anything else, anywhere else you'd like to uh, send them? Just to sign up for my newsletter so we can stay in touch. Beautiful. And uh, as for myself, you could check out frankmondose.com, a portal to the Spiritual Playboy Network, the Daring World Podcast, my schedule, my affiliations. So please like, comment, and share this podcast. And remember, let love free, because it's the only way we'll ever change anything. Peace. Mwah.